right, welcome folks to another special regular edition of Banjo Ladies and Burritos. Is it regular or a special edition? It's a regular special edition. It's regular spe- okay. <laughs> Advice for you nonprofit online marketers. This is Ryan Osmick. And I am Brad Grahowski. And we are here live from the mega recording studios at Soapbox Engage headquarters in Washington, D.C. I just took the red eye in from the San Francisco offices, Brad, and I am mm-hmm. barely functioning as a human being right now. You seem to be doing all right, though. I mean, I, you're pulling it off. I'm, fa- I'm faking it really, really good. <laughs> we just had a team meeting of which uh, I did not fall asleep. Thank you very much. Um, but I am fully caffeinated and ready to go for today's episode. How about you? I am. Yes, let's do this. It is May 19th, 2015, episode number five. Brad, what happened last week? We took the week off. Um, Slackers. Yes, because... Well, because you were you were away, yeah, and and we care so much about this audience. We want you to have uh, the highest fidelity, the clearest sound of the soothing voices of Brad and the craziness that is my voice. Yeah, in, in other words, we couldn't figure out how to get the the remote recording to work. <laughs> right, that's. This is how it's going to be for the next hundred episodes. It's going to be me waxing poetic, Brad being like, and the reality of it is. <laughs> um, but we're back for you guys this week. Yeah. And excited. In fact, what we should do, let's go, let's see what the listeners want. Can we go right, right to the mailbag? Long time listener mail mailbag. Opening up. Oh, that's a huge, that's a gigantic bag there. What's, what's, what do we got this week? Dumping it out. Oh, oh no. Oh, oh man. Again. Uh, Empty mailbag. We, well, luckily, but that's okay. I, right. I, I, I mean, it's fine. I know it's not because it's not because you guys don't love us. You just haven't hit. I'm sure you all have emails in draft. Yes, that you just haven't. I mean, there's a lot of pressure. You haven't hit the send button. And we're also changing our long-standing policy of we do accept electronic messaging as well now. I think that's too. good. I think Should that's we move to that? Idea. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're moving on. Uh, so, long-time listener mailbag. We've closed that up. Um, I've oh, got to. Oh yeah, close the bag, please. Uh, all right. There we go. Okay. <laughs> the good it. thing is we figured out how to get email into the the physical uh, mailbag, so we'll still have the mailbag. So don't worry. Right. I know you may be afraid that if, if you send an email, you won't get to hear the mailbag opening, but that's not true. We found a way. Send it fast and furiously to Ryan at picknet.net. I don't care what you write, as long as it's. Partially coherent. We're even open to, to criticism. I mean, if you think that we could do something better, let us know. Yes. Because I know that now we'll get the mail. <laughs> <laughs> so we're adding a new segment. We seem to add new segments every week, but this week we're adding a new that's segment. That's okay. We never come back to them. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> Long Night Listener Mailbag's been doing pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, this week we've got uh, On the Road. It's a segment because Ryan uh, – I'm talking myself in the third person. I was on the road last week, as Brad knows. I was out in San Francisco doing a couple of things that I thought would be good or of interest to our community of listeners. Um, starting off with uh, the Salesforce.com MVP Summit. Wait, you got to go to the MVP Summit. That This is correct. I know. Why? Why they invite me? Why they keep me? I'm still questioning this. No, I get it. I, I see it. <laughs> it was great. It was a meeting of folks that are hyper-involved in the Salesforce community. And for you guys in the nonprofit marketing and online marketing world, um, there's some pretty cool stuff that's going to be coming out in Salesforce world in the next year or two. I know that Salesforce 
is really courting the online marketers. They've got Radian 6 for social listening. Mm-hmm. They've got Buddy Media for you being able to do some more outreach to your community. Yep. Um, they bought Exact Target for $2.5 billion. Mm-hmm. So you can knock out crazy drip email marketing plans. They are, they've definitely shown us at the MVP Summit that they are interested in continuing moving forward to supporting marketers. That's all I can tell you, Brad, and listeners, I'm sorry. Yeah, he can't tell us more because we're not most valuable <laughs> enough. You know, know, you're extremely valuable. It's a whole other segment. We're just segment. not the most right. <laughs> valuable. That's all right. No, that's cool. I, I would say this. If you are thinking right. about going to Dreamforce this year, if you're really focused on the online marketing uh, realm, uh, it's going to be a, a good dream force. There are going to be some cool, exciting things they've got going on this year. The second thing I did uh, while in San Francisco was attend the Salesforce.com nonprofit user group. So these are, are folks that are doing all different types of online engagement and online marketing and online donor management using salesforce.com they meet up once a month in san francisco as they do in many cities around the globe um and i got to speak to them last week about something i'm going to be sharing with you guys today in maybe a shortened format but i got to talk to them about um better online engagement strategies for organizations and brad i'd I'd like to say it was a a lunchtime meeting they provided Mm -hmm. us with ample food and the audience all stayed awake the entire meeting what kind of food right so we it was uh sandwiches okay there are turkey sandwiches i think there were some vegan ones out there we've got a you know a very diverse audience in san francisco all right so that's not too it's not like they that sounds good it wasn't wasn't extreme yeah um i did get a special uh dessert by one of the organizers it was from some cool pastry place and i can't remember the name of it what are what are the ice cream sandwiches that they have out there oh the uh Uh, it's 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 oh my god oh man when when brad met his first it's it it was uh, it was a match made in heaven so so more trips to san francisco for meeting our subboxing age community and it's it sandwiches (laughs) um but definitely if you are in the salesforce world and you're a non-profit marketer i highly encourage you to Go to the success community at success.salesforce.com and then find out where your local uh, Salesforce nonprofit user group is because they're doing a lot of cool stuff. And lots of good knowledge sharing there as well, yeah, too. Not just really people great. like me, just blowhards, just like yeah, you don't have, off You don't have hours. to be an MVP for that. No, no, anybody okay. can. <laughs> um, so moving on for the topic of the week. So because this was just fresh on, on our mind and mm-hmm. it's something that I've had a chance to talk about, I'd love to talk about the ladder of engagement this week. Brad, what does it sound like to you? Ladder of engagement, what does it, it sound It sounds like the opposite of the former of engagement. <laughs> right, but, right. Um, we don't have rim shot sound no. effects. So we have to make it up ourselves, I guess. Um, ladders of engagement. You know, Brad works um, a lot with our community through um, our support world, making sure that people are understanding how to use the tools effectively. Um, but I think at the root of learning how to use any technology tool is understanding why you're using it and how it can be effective for your needs. Brad, do you find that a lot of folks are asking questions about how does a tool do this or that? And really a lot of the organizations are needing to take one further step back to ask why, or like, what are we doing this for? What's the best way to use the tool rather than just the basics of how to use it? Uh, I don't know if I see that as much just because mm. I'm working so directly on the nuts and bolts of things with right. them. But I'm sure I'm sure that's happening. Yeah. And, you know, certainly there are times I see that and as far as um, 
you know, depending on what the answer is, if it's something more involved and they have to step back or or report to their executive director or whatever to Mm -hmm. decide whether or not it's worth the time or the the additional financial investment to move forward with that, sure. Right. Yeah. It's nice if um, every tool or every tactic is matched with a strategy that an organization can use to be able to kind of get the word out there, get more people to register for their events, etc. So today we're going to be talking about the ladder of engagement. Now, a lot of this, a lot of what we see in the nonprofit world are often people saying, if nonprofits just acted more like businesses, they'd be more effective at getting their job done. But if you really think about it, when it comes to the things we even see here at PicNet with our Soapbox Engage products, you know, businesses and pipelines and kind of like the sales process and the onboarding process and the customer satisfaction process, I don't know if they align exactly to the way our nonprofit community needs to align with getting new donors or new advocates. Does that mm-hmm. sound right to you, Brad? I mean, it sounds like it's different to mm-hmm. me, the business world and what the nonprofits need, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, one can borrow from the other. Yep. And and I don't think either can afford to pretend the other doesn't exist. Yeah. But I, I don't know if, if trying to adopt an exact corporate model is going to be beneficial to most Yep. Nonprofits. You're doing different things. You have different goals. The, you have a much different bottom line, right? Yep. Yeah. And, and I think Does that's... that answer your... No, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that that is why there's um, what we'll be talking about today, which is the, the ladder of engagement. Now, the idea here is that um, because most nonprofit organizations don't operate with the same profit motive or under the same operations as a business would, there's a different way of being able to move people from the folks that just learn about your organization to evangelists Mm -hmm. that on their own are creating campaigns and telling other people how great your organization is, doing fundraising for you, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So today, just we're going to be talking about what those five different steps up the ladder of engagement are. Uh, it's a short ladder, then. It's a it's short a ladder. It's more like a, a, it's a step ladder. ladder. Step, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Right. We're just getting up to the next ceiling. We're not climbing this out of a building. With okay. This. <laughs> it's only five rungs. It's only five rungs. Nice and simple. And you can apply it to any organization. You ready? Yeah. All right. Let's All do right, this. What do you got? So the first step in the ladder of agent is what we like to call happy bystanders. Okay. These are the folks that they've heard about your organization. They've seen it. They may have engaged with it because a friend of theirs posted something on Facebook, and they kind of skimmed it while reading the wall. Mm-hmm. But that's it. They're hearing what you're doing. They think it's pretty cool. Maybe they'll maybe they'll sign up to learn more about it by joining your newsletter or something. But really, happy bystanders. Can we, can we do something? Can we sort of think of this in terms of an example? Like, Go for it. Because um, I like things to be concrete. Let's say National Public Radio. Yep. I think a very important nonprofit that – a lot of people can relate to. So, uh, so a happy bystander then would be someone who listens to NPR, who likes NPR, who appreciates uh, the 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 news and the the content of NPR, but hasn't done any more than that. Yep, exactly. That okay. Right. So let's say we've got that group of folks. So imagine that being a huge, big, round sphere of people that know about your organization at least. Okay. The next kind of rung up that ladder of engagement are the spreaders. These are the people that are sharing or information about your organization to others. So um, a very quick example, without getting into Brad's more detailed example, yeah. would be these are folks that learn about your organization and they want to tell other people about 
your organization by sending them an email, posting something on Facebook, yeah, that sort of thing. And as it would apply to NPR, would be, hey, you know, you got to listen to This American Life or yeah, what, what, Car Talk or yeah. something like that. You'd probably be listening to both of those while also listening to Radio Lab and yeah. Many other shows. And at the same Angela time. Lee's Oh, wait. Wait, gosh. We, one we day, <laughs> NPR, write us at ryan at picknet.net, ryan at picknet.net when you want this to go <laughs> internationally. Okay, so, all right. So, there you go. A spreader would, would spread the word about particular NPR stories, maybe, or yep. would have the bumper sticker or the tote bag. Of course, you wouldn't have the tote bag if you're not a donor yet. Exactly, because okay. you don't get that until yeah. rung three, rung. which is going to be donors. Okay. Donors. People that are engaging with the organization beyond just uh, listening or spreading the word. Now there's a direct engagement between the the person and your organization. Now I have donors here, happy bystanders, then spreaders, then donors. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't always have to have it be in the form of money. These could be people that are maybe signing a petition that you have from an advocacy world. Okay. These could be people right. that registered for your event, showed up to an event. That level. Okay. But in our example, it would be somebody who calls in during the pledge week yes. and donates $5 a month or $10 a month to get the tote bag. Exactly. All That's right. right. All right. Good. Next rung, evangelists. Now, I said that evangelists might be the top of the ladder, but there's going to be one more step out of, after this. Evangelists are now the people that are going out there and soliciting other folks and friends to essentially do fundraising for get them to take action on behalf of your organization. So your organization has told them, hey, folks, help us spread the word about this. Get five of your friends to donate $10 and make a difference in the impact of what our organization Okay, so and this is interesting in light of our example because I think NPR, for instance, does a lot on the donor rung. Obviously, we all know that. But I don't know that that most NPR stations or local NPR stations do much on the evangelist rung. I don't see any way other than guilting my friends into donating. I don't see a real way for me to uh, solicit donations on behalf of NPR, which really – I mean that that would – that's actually kind of a cool idea. Like, you know, it's one thing to don't – to pledge – to your local station, but if you if they gave me a little website tool where I could then get my friends and social network people, you know, uh, friends to donate, uh, then I could earn uh, even more tote bags. Right, and the whole goal is having as a many closet tote bags. Of tote bags. <laughs> no, but you're absolutely right. I do I do think whatever we can do to. Uh, inspire folks and to encourage people with tools or technology mm-hmm. to uh, allow them to be those evangelists. That's really important. Okay. So NPR needs to to step up on that rung. Ryan at picknut.net. Let us know. We're happy to have you on the show. Work with you on this. Final rung. Top of the top of the top of the ladder are the instigators. So these are the folks that have listened. They've shared. They've given time or money. They've now solicited on behalf of your organization, but they're actually creating the next generation of campaigns. So they're out there, not just doing the fundraising that you've told them to do, but are thinking about other Mm. ways on behalf of your organization to get other people involved. So, you know, this might be just kind of the next evolutionary step of what you were just talking about before, of empowering folks to go out there, not only to just do what they've been told to do to raise money, but to think of new ideas. Okay, so if I said, hey... I'm going to start a new website called Friends of NPR. 
There we go. And separate from any of NPR's efforts, I was creating my own tools that would allow me to help other people raise money on behalf of NPR. And once we raised $10,000, we would walk that down to the NPR local NPR station and, and hand that to them. Is that... That's exactly right. All right. Man, I get it. You're at the top of the ladder already. <laughs> so that's what, we've, that's what we've got for the ladder of engagement. Now, the, the point of going from happy bystanders to spreaders to donors to evangelists to instigators is to give organizations a blueprint of not just here's a bunch of technology, go use it, but if you have technology along with the strategy for uh, the ladder of engagement or online engagement... It makes it really clear for you to be able to understand where are people getting stuck in this process. You know, mm-hmm. the, our goal should be to get as many instigators as possible to spread the word of what you're doing as wide as possible, using technology, and then maybe adding on to that scoring mechanisms or some way to figure out, you know, through this nonprofit pipeline or the nonprofit funnel, where are people getting stuck? How can you change things just a bit to make it as easy as possible for them to move from one ladder rung to another. Yeah, and that's great. What do you think about Good. that? I think that I think that's that's brilliant. You, and you know, I like I like things to be defined. Yes. I like to have good. So if I mean, I, I imagine a lot, that's this sort of path is sort of intuitive. You know, we know we want people to be excited about our organization. We know we want people to tell people about it. We know we want people to donate. But to to set it out in these these sort of discrete steps, I think is really helpful. Absolutely. So you can kind of evaluate. Yeah. And I think for uh, you know for upcoming shows, if you guys have ideas or examples, we'd love to hear them. Please write us at ryan at picnet.net, P-I-C-N-E-T dot net. We would love to hear your stories about what you've done for Ladders of Engagement and maybe share it in a future podcast or link to it. Um, but I think we're, we're looking good for, for yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so My we, favorite part. We can't finish a podcast without two things, a banjolele and burrito tip of yes, the week. this is my favorite part. What okay. do we got for banjolele? I would like to let everyone know about probably, I would, maybe not even arguably, I think it's pretty clearly the most prominent banjolelist, uh, contemporary banjolelist currently performing. Uh, his name... Is Mr. B the gentleman rhymer, and he's British? That's his, his full. That legal is his name. full. I don't know if it's a, on his birth certificate. Name. I doubt it. <laughs> uh, but that's the name under which he performs, and under which you would find him on the interwebs. Uh, but he 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 is uh, a craftsman of uh, chap hop, huh. which is a flavor of generally British. Uh, gentlemanly rapping where in which uh, predominantly maybe not necessarily but predominantly white British men dress and uh, affect the behaviors of a maybe 1920s gentleman and rap about drinking tea or going on safari or riding in an airship um, so it, it sort of crosses over with steampunk a little bit um but mr b is one of the two most famous and the one of the two that does play the banjo lele uh and you can find out more about him at uh gent i, I don't want to tell uh com. uh if you see him um he's got a big handlebar mustache yes and his banjo lele of course and heavy black glasses 
kind of a personal hero of mine. Just by coincidence, uh, I found out about him after I already had a handlebar mustache and heavy black glass. So it's not an no. emulation. No. Of, but it's just a nice coincidence. And also by coincidence, we play the same model of banjo lele. So the greatness following the great, the great being you, mm. and the greatness being him following and emulating I, you. I, I don't think anybody's following. <laughs> but he's he's pretty amazing, and his banjo lele skills are pretty pretty untouchable. And his writing is, I mean, he's one of the best chap hoppers in history. Man, this is a whole new genre. I need to be opened up. You to need that. to check it out. You do. So that's gentleman uh, gentlemanrhymer dot com, and uh, check him out. Lots of tweed. Lots of tweed. <laughs> tweed and, and handlebar mustaches and and while you're listening, pipes. I really encourage you to bring your boombox and to be blasting that out while at La Victoria, otherwise known as La Vic in San Jose, California. Brad, I've brought many people to La Vic. The original one. Yeah, well, is you, it? you never took me to La Vic. So. This is the second time yeah, I haven't taken you to some place. But listen, it's in a Victorian house in downtown San Jose that's been converted into a little burrito taqueria place. And when you go to La Victoria, the number one thing you need to ask for is the orange sauce. And as mm. it sounds crazy, they put in like those little ketchup style containers, mm-hmm. right? Sure. People steal these containers because the orange sauce is that good. <laughs> they um, chain them to the table. Right, I'm, I'm sure they're getting close to that point now. Uh, but I think they they now serve it in little tubs, little plastic tubs, because people want it to go. Yeah. Um, you get equal part burrito to orange sauce at this point. People love it. So wow. love Vic in downtown San Jose. So if it's in a Victorian house, maybe we could get Mr. B to perform. Oh, my gosh. At La Vic. And La, La Vic or La Vic? La Vic, La yeah. Vic. All right. If we did a whole, if we did a whole show there, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, it would just be with Mister B in the background. Yes, and just yeah. you and I eating burritos. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, all right. all right. Well, good one. Good, well, good, good. I'll ladies and gentlemen, my mountain, San Jose. Thank you for joining us for another fantastic episode. Again, this is Ryan Osmond. And I'm Brad Grahowski. and we will see you next week. Adios.